Yes, it's true. Love is a very powerful thing, Cats. Then you do care about me. You'll join me. Fight by my side. I said love is a powerful thing that can be used to manipulate simps like you. You can't mean that, I know. I failed you, but I can do this if you believe in me. Tell me you believe in me! <laughs> this is world domination, not a popularity contest. Anyway, you've been wearing so much perfume lately, I can't stand to be anywhere near you! <gasps> Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down and talk about how great it is and just why it is that we love it so much. And this week, oh snap, this is where things are starting to get weird and awesome for Sailor Moon R and the Spectre Sisters. It is Sailor Moon R, Episode 70, Battle of the Flames of Love, Mars vs. Cohen. And I cannot think of a more perfect guest for this episode than the guest we have. Betty Felon is back once again. Number one, number one Mars fan, number one Cohen fan. Yes, thank you for having me back. I'm really excited to talk about this episode because it's basically my two favorite, two of my favorite characters not even they're not really fighting per se but it's exciting because they're they're directly interacting yeah <laughs> in a very weird way for the second time which is mentioned once and then is never mentioned again yeah <laughs> it's 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 just exciting because like it's it's a weird interpersonal like connection that they both have with each other after this episode but it's not like really i don't know it's 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 really cool <laughs> Because they just, it seems like they have a lot of disagreements about what love is, but they both don't seem to really understand what love is. Do you have no, a uh, preference between Catsy and Cohen? Catsy. So you like the cigarette voice? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 like, I grew up with the dubs and I grew up with, like, I grew up with, with them as like Catsy, Avery, Birdie. Prisma. Pretz? Prisma. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I liked Catsy. I, I was, well, the thing is also, because I can't tell because I'm just watching the subs this time around, but is the dub, like, is her voice different in the dub? Uh, the, the new dub? In the new dub? Yeah. Yeah, her, her, her voice is different. Is, is, is it just, like, a normal girl voice, or... It's it's good, but it is not. It is it's probably not as as kind of over the top distinctive as her as her original Deke dub voice. As most of the voices are not. <laughs> yeah, like, fair enough. Um, like the original Deke, just for the listeners, the original Deke dub. She's got a very deep voice and a very gravelly voice, and I called it the cigarette voice because again, it sounds like she's been smoking a pack a day for a while. She's like. Hi, my name's Katz. Like, like I'm like I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not joking. That's a, hi, I'm hi, I'm Katzy. I'm gonna get those Sailor Scouts. Like, that's kind of what she sounds like. Yeah, I like I I think what I like about it now as a grown up is the fact that she is very dis- like the the sisters in general. I always perceived them to be older than the Sailor Scouts. Like by like like that that they're well in their late twenties, if not early thirties. But you know, all the Sailor Moon 
women, like it's hard to tell, like aside from height and clothing, how old they are. And because they're very like posh looking and like really cool high fashion, I always thought that they were like, they skewed like, you know, well over mother age, you know? I don't know. It's like, I think the Catsy voice was so distinct to me because I'm like, oh, she's clearly a woman. Yeah. She's clearly like a, a woman who's seen shit, you know, or seen stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For the five-year-olds out there. Yeah, yeah. For the five-year-olds, they've seen stuff. And they've seen c- stuff. Cigarettes, we mean candy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to remember. Like, it's like, Catsy's like this, and then he's like this, like I've got a very high voice. <laughs> I don't really remember Avery and Prisma's voices that well. Yeah, me neither. I, I just put together that their names are Catsy and Birdie, by the way. Yeah. Just now? Like, I mean, I, I knew their names. I knew that was their names, but I never put together Catsy and Birdie. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Avery and Prisma don't like go together. No, not that in, much. In that way. But Catsy and Birdie certainly have a uh, competitive strain to them. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, I really, really like Catsy. I, I do like Go On too, but um, I think that's what, what's so nice about voice acting and dubs and stuff is that it can drastically change, or not drastically change, but it can just be another facet of how this character is portrayed and how they can they can be read, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with a character like Catsy, because if you just see pictures of her, she can either look very fierce and like, you know, very, very like, like a cool woman in charge of herself. But, and then other times she just looks like very sweet and like, you know, very, very, I guess, cat-like because that's what she looks like. But, but, you know, there, there are a lot of like really lovey-dovey scenes with her where she's very like, you know, adorable and like, she's clearly love struck and, and she seems really super sweet. And I, I don't know. I think that's kind of a cool balance piece where you can either have her son like, you know, uh, your standard woman, or I could have her son like a gruff kind of cool. Like I don't know. I I think that just sounds cooler when she has like gravelly voice. Yeah, it's yeah. way more interesting. I've I've talked before about how more going back and rewatching it as an adult, and going back and rewatching the show for for Sailor Business. One thing that I love more than I ever did was a kid is seeing the the Dark Kingdom, the, you know, the Four Kings of Heaven and Beryl interact with each other. And and seeing the Black Moon Clan interact with each other. And yeah. I'm glad that we get so much of that and that it becomes a thing with the Black Moon Clan where they're around as a unit for so long. Like the Spectre Sisters are around for so long that then we start to see them kind of going one by one. And you know, they, they basically become a team of Nephrites, mm-hmm. right? Like because they do, they all spoiler warning. They all get a redemption arc in a very weird sort of way. But two episodes ago, Cohen and uh, Bertier were arguing about who could kill a child first. <laughs> like just casually talking about like just beating cats against walls and and arguing about who was going to have the uh, the pleasure of murdering a five year old. Yep. So I I love that about them because we do get that you know they are kind of gloriously evil. In yeah. their way, but they, you know, they still come off as as people. Like they're cartoonish people, but they still come off as people who, you know, they, kind of bicker amongst each other. Let me defend them slightly, uh, <laughs> slightly, slightly. Right? They they wanted to. They have attempted several times to murder a five year old. But go ahead, Jordan. Yes, please I'm, defend I'm going them. To. <laughs> uh, the plot of the arc 
aside from murdering a five-year-old, is about that they can go back in time and take over these crystal points and imbue them with dark energy, which will make them in the future useful to the bad guys instead of the good guys. This concept of dark energy, they kind of allude to it in this episode towards the end. You could you could argue that part of the reason they are as evil as they are is because they, too, are, are living in and, and being taken over by and thriving in dark energy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, at the end of the episode, because there is a very, like I said, they have, they're redeemed in a very weird way. So I think maybe we should save that. Do you, yeah, that's fine. But before we get to talking about the episode itself, uh, now, obviously, Betty, we've talked to you a little bit about Katzi and Cohen and the Spectre Sisters, and I'm sure we're going to get into that more in the episode. You have been on this show more than anyone who is not me or Jordan. So if people want to hear about your history with Sailor Moon, go all the way back to episode four of this show and uh, and listen to Betty's first appearance. But, Jordan, I think we have some questions, some listener questions from Twitter coming in, right? Sure we do. We absolutely do. And, and, and we definitely always need more. So please tweet us at Sailor Business with your questions for our Twitter questions segment. Did not but, give that out at the end of the show last week, I don't think. But, that's you know. fine. People <laughs> know. People know. People know. So here we go. Gary wants to know, in an alternate reality, Jack Kirby writes and draws Sailor Moon instead of New Gods. What would it be like? Uh, I think it would probably be exactly like New Gods. <laughs> <laughs> with more with more female characters, right? With more female characters. With more than just uh, just Big Barda and Beautiful Dreamer. Uh, but, you know, it's, it is kind of very easy to map that because you have the Moon Kingdom, you know, the Silver Millennium, and you have the Dark Kingdom. That I feel like you could very easily do a one for one with at least the Dark Kingdom and Apocalypse, right? Like, Beryl is Dark Side, obviously. Well, but is she because she turned out not to be the ultimate bad guy? <laughs> I, like, look, Queen, like, Queen, Queen Metallia doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, but but I'm just saying. Sure. Now, here, but here's a and here's another big difference on the other side. Sailor Moon has a mother who was, was the, the, the head of everything, but she's long dead. Uh, and that's a, a big difference from New Gods, right? That's true. That's true. I, I guess I guess in order to make it work, uh, Usagi would have to be Beryl's daughter. Uh, oh, God. Raised, yeah, by, yeah. raised by Queen Serenity. Yeah, that's weird. We got a lot of really great uh, Sailor Moon by Rob Liefeld drawings. We did. When that, when that was a topic of discussion. We got a couple of really amazing uh, Chibiusa as Cable drawings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, which I loved. So if anybody out there wants homework for this week, draw some Jack Kirby Sailor Scouts. That would be, I would love oh, to see that. Oh, that'd be so cool. With their hands extended towards the camera. Uh, always. Always. <laughs> Busting through. That's great. And I, I guess this must have been like right after an episode where we talked about other, it was probably when we talked about Cable and Chibi Moon. Because the next question is also a comic book uh, Sailor Moon thing, which is uh, Paul Siebert asking, would... Uh, 2001 Ultimate Sailor Moon be a slice of life like Bendis Ultimate Spider-Man or shocking like Miller's Ultimates? Oof. I think it'd be That's more a... likely to be a Bendis style, like she doesn't turn into Sailor Moon every issue necessarily. <laughs> like... I feel like the the anime is Ultimate Sailor Moon, right? Because oh, sure. it, it takes the events of the comic, but it does them, you know, it draws them out a lot more. Like, you know, the 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 first six issues of Ultimate Spider-Man are the first 15 pages in Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah. So getting everything super drawn out is kind of what the anime does. Like, that's the source of the Monster well, of the Week stuff that I like, and also the weird stuff where 
you know, Mars is a jerk for way longer than she should be. No, I mean, but 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 I I, I disagree actually because the difference there being it's a different kind of drawing it out. This is draw the anime draws it out more like like you're saying more 90s style where it's just more more episodes make make more things happen in between those things. Ultimate Spider-Man style would be only the things that happen in the manga happen, but it just takes longer for them to happen. Which again, I'm not I'm not saying that as an insult, but you know, it's the kind of quote unquote writing for the trade dichotomy that that happened later. So it would mean Sailor Moon would fight monsters over the course of six issues instead of one. That's true. But again, that's, you know, that's kind of what the anime does, though. Like, like look at how the Forkings of Heaven end up. Like, you know, yeah, Jedi, the Forkings of Heaven, but Jedi's they, only around for one chapter of the manga. But they but they still fight a different monster every week. So I guess the monsters are like Peter Parker's long hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely love don't think Peter Parker be style. Love that Peter Parker circa circa 2000. Long hair, long skater cut. <laughs> See, that, I can I can imagine that, Bendis, that he has a Bendis Bagley Ultimate Sailor Moon. I can imagine, and I'm like, okay, I, I I can dig that. A Miller and Hitch Ultimate Sailor Moon. I cannot imagine what that would be like. Uh, I I can imagine what it would be like. And I don't like what I see. <laughs> Speaking of imagining things, and uh, obviously, Betty, we'll open this one up to you as well. If we could direct an episode of Sailor Moon, Antonio T. Strange asks, what would the monster of the week look like? Hmm. I mean, do you have a a monster in mind? Well, I, I, I think I would like to see one that's inspired by like a like since I've been watching so much like Kamen Rider stuff lately. I feel like I would love to see like a common writer inspired villain, like like a common writer as a villain. Some red man, because we've had red man. Was he not like a Power Ranger? But he was he was a he was a common writer. Oh, okay. I don't remember him. I should I should look at that one. Yeah, I yeah. Red man was not actually it was not actually the monster, unfortunately. Mm, but yeah. you you want like a full on like motorcycle riding grasshopper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> that I, would be fun. Yeah, um, I don't know, because there's so many villains in Sailor Moon that I already like that I can't, like, it's almost like I can't really imagine what else I'd want, you know? Besides, well, like, I, besides, like, just, I guess, a, a boy thing I like, you know? Maybe, well, gonna... like, ma- maybe a literal Batman. <laughs> <laughs> literal? A literal Batman. Like a, you mean like a man bat? Yeah, I guess a man bat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, yeah, it's funny because, like, we've already seen the pro wrestling monster. Yeah. Which is exactly the pro wrestling monster I would have made for this show. Uh, the, the Bull Nakano monster. So, yeah, I don't know what, you know, what other of my my usual interests would, would make for a good monster. Yeah, because, like, everyone else is just, like, you know, various animals that I already like turning into monsters. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe a raccoon. I like raccoons. I, I don't think there's a raccoon villain. Of <laughs> a monster with tiny, tiny little humanish hands. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, maybe a raccoon monster. How about uh, I would like to direct a a summer vacation episode where they go to a cabin in the woods and there's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a human murderer. Yep. Kind, kind of like that. <laughs> just uh... narrowing my eyes. I'm just looking at my microphone. <laughs> Right now, as though it is Jordan, it's frowning. Just, just a, like I, I actually, I think it would be kind of cool seeing them like stop just a normal crime. 
<laughs> or I'm having to deal uh, with a real actual criminal, and that's their like special episode, and they're like, "What the hell was that?" You know, like. <laughs> My favorite monsters are the ones that tend to be to be stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like to, that tend to be objects, like based on objects, and that holds true with like you know Super Sentai with with uh, Kamen Rider and everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did consider the, saying a ukulele monster, but I decided it would be too silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think like look, oh that that I think would be more likely to happen than just the girls get murdered. <laughs> They're not going to lose. They'll be fine. But but the thing they do have, have to the, bring a few nameless friends, though. They're going to have the real, very real threat of they could get murdered. Poor poor Naru in that episode. Oh. <laughs> Naru and Umino not making it out. Sorry, guys. No, but I, I would love to see like a uh, like a coffee monster. Like, have we seen oh. a coffee monster yet? Like, no. Uh, like a, a big like a big like coffee maker monster with a big pot of boiling coffee that she would throw at people nice i like that'd it that'd be fun like a coffee and donuts monster i think would be really fun i really want coffee and donuts right now <laughs> donato donuts <laughs> pretty great pretty great monster let's see do we have any more questions i think we do of course here we go teens with Tude asks if the dark kingdom had mooks slash soldiers a la the Power Ranger putties, what would they be? And how about the Black Moon Clan or Alan and Anne? Yeah, they don't really have, like, foot soldiers. I, yeah. I guess, like, the, the the Dark Kingdom would have to be some kind of rocks, right? Like, they'd have to have, like, little rock monsters. I mean, actually, what's funny is they have, if you remember, a zillion people. It's not like oh, yeah. they couldn't. Like everybody, have. all those monsters exist. <laughs> like, they don't make a new monster every week. They've just got an army hanging out. <laughs> They Which just is weird one at a time. I feel like they realize that for like for Alan and Anne because with like Alan and Anne are like, oh, we've got the Cardians. We need to make a right. monster every week. Like right. with the Dark Kingdom, it was just like, yep, they're all down there. They're all waiting. hanging out. They're they're just like at a. It's like they're at an employment office, just waiting for their call. Yeah. Like, like, why didn't they ever send two? Then, like that, really raises a question you don't want your fans asking. <laughs> I think uh, the Black Moon uh, Kingdom or uh, Clan would have um, like mannequins. Oh, yeah, like, Ooh, like that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I feel like Alan and Anne would just have like like cards, right? Like like uh, like the Queen of Hearts has, and Alice in Wonderland. They just have a bunch of twos yeah. and threes. Oh, that'd be really cool. Or I was, I was figuring thinking, plant monsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like sproutlings or something, like some kind of plants that just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns out that the evil, uh, the evil doom hell Makai tree isn't actually evil. Yeah. So So I guess it'd be the cards. They could be taking clippings from it and growing them and sending them out. And then it turns out like it's not evil, but like that doesn't change what they did. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a fun question. I like I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to ask this question in hopes that you, this is one of those things that Chris will get that I don't. Daniel the historian asks. Who is worst, Terry Long or Mamoru Chiba? You don't know about Terry Long? I don't think I do. Who's that? Betty knows about Terry Long. Terry Long? I don't. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Who's Terry Long? Donna Troy's boyfriend. Oh, <gasps> oh, that guy. Ew. Yeah, okay. that guy. Um, that grosso. Oh, t- Terry Long is clearly worse. The, the guy who is like legitimately fifteen years older than Donna Troy. Yeah, and he always really? carries around a camera. Ooh. Like, yeah. And he, has, and he quotes know. Saturday Night Live 
and he has a kid from oh, his failed he's, marriage. He's, he's, and he's an English professor who's dating a student. He's a redhead with a beard. He looks like a he does not look like a young man. No, in he's the not. I'm seeing he's, right now. He's, yeah, he is he's, much older. And he just hangs around the Titans hanging out and it's just gross. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, I, I hated every scene that he would show up in. Oh, yeah. here he here he is uh, as a rotting corpse with a dead baby from Black Black Lanterns, that classy <laughs> that classy series. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> that was the return of Terry Long. He like he literally like dies off panel in a car crash. Oh my! Yeah, so Terry Long. So he's like Memoru's parents, in other words. Oh, maybe he's, he's maybe he's Memoru's dad. Oh, that uh, would explain a lot. <laughs> There's a. I believe in uh, Google Images. There's like a there's a panel of him where I think he's talking about like Donna Troy screaming and how she screams a lot from nightmares, and he says something like, "Oh, I can't even imagine what the neighbors think I'm doing to her." Damn! I just put it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, he constantly says things like that. It's, he it's constantly so says things. Gross. Like. Yeah, that's, yet, that's like, it. That's and it. It's presented, <laughs> and it, it is presented as though he's like a super cool guy. Like the first time, you know, the, like the I, I think it's in his first appearance. Uh, like Donna is is taking some fashion photographs of Starfire, mm-hmm. and and so he's there, and he's like, "Hey, baby, I didn't know you had such a hot friend." Yeah. And then at the end of the page, like Starfire's like Starfire's like, "Who was that super cool guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who's obviously really awesome." Did you uh, did you write an article about this? Because I just found a link to Comics Alliance uh, pictures from of him. Yes, yes, I have written I have written pretty extensively about Terry Long and how he sucks super hard. No, yep, it's a link to an Ask Chris. So yep. gross. That's pretty funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like because I I get it, guys. I get I get why you guys aren't crazy about Mamo Chan, but I love him. Okay, you you love him now. Okay. No, I've always loved no, him. It's Jordan, always Jordan's always loved him. Oh, okay. Jordan loves him. You, you, I am the one who's like. You, 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 know, you just guys. don't like Sailor Chibi Moon. Yeah, I didn't okay. like. I didn't like Rini at all, and I still yeah. think she's annoying. But I like how annoying she is. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think I think Mamo, like for what he does, and also like considering the chemistry of most other characters in Sailor Moon. Like I don't know, he's 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 nowhere near Terry Long. Good, good, good. I I, I that's the name I, yeah, I try no. not to say that often because I I realize like I just totally blocked out Ch- Terry Long all completely because I really don't like him. Yeah, fully fully agreed. Like Memo uh, on his worst day, like is, is better than Terry on his best. Yeah. <laughs> also, just that like Memo at least is hot. Like <laughs> like he's a very cute Terry Long is not. You don't ever want to see him. That that tuxedo mask is shredded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was pretty good. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> is, is that about it? Is that about it for Twitter questions, Jordan? Yeah, we can stop for there. Stop there for now. But send us yeah, more remember, if you if you'd like to send us more. It's uh, at Sailor Business on Twitter, and of course, you can email the show uh, with anything that you'd like to talk about at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Once again, I do want to uh, just let everybody know we do have guests booked up through the end of R, which is like the next six months. But I will be circling back around to some folks when we start in on S. So be advised. I'm sure we'll put out the call for guests again relatively soon. Basically, uh, but for now, I mean, the S is the beginning of basically everybody's favorite scouts. Like, uh, So I'm sure people will be jumping at us to to be on those episodes oh we've already got people we've already got people like hey when you hit us let me know 
So uh, for now, it's time for us to watch the 70th episode of Sailor Moon, Battle of the Flames of Love, Mars versus Cohen. And we are opening. Wait, wait, Chris, on... wait, you forgot everybody's new favorite segment. Oh, you're right. You're, I, I forgot both segments. I forgot. I forgot my recap and I forgot your uh, said, your title segment. I said I said everybody's favorite segment. Not... Un- How dare you? <laughs> it is like, look. My my recaps are everybody's favorite three seconds of the show. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, what was the name of the episode in Japan? Uh, the name of the episode is Battle of the Flames of Love, Mars versus Cohen. Okay. Well, the Deke episode was not, again, anything to do with that. Nothing okay. to do with that at all. Do you want any hint beyond that or you just want to guess? Uh, give me give me a small hint if you got a small hint. Here's a small hint. Spoiler. Uh, okay. Uh, is it, it's, so it's gotta be like, you know, Catsy's like Catsy turns good or something. <laughs> like in that right? direction. Like yes. Catsy's final battle. It does not actually mention Catsy. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What is it? Enemies no more. <laughs> which, which is a little misleading because there are four Spectre sisters and also Rubius. Well, and that's the last five seconds of the episode is enemies no more. Like up until then. <laughs> so uh, as far as the recap goes, like, do we need it this week? Can we just jump right in? Why don't you do a special recap centered on Katzi? Okay, okay. I'll 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 do a recap centered on on Cohen. 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 Uh, can you give me like five seconds for this? Six, because it's a new character. Yeah, it's a. Well, I'll have to explain a lot. So okay. Uh, here we go. In the future, the distant future of Neo-Crystal Tokyo, the planet Nemesis has returned to the solar system, bringing with it the Black Moon Clan. Now, and they exist outside. Don't forget that the planet Nemesis is actually a moon. <laughs> the planet Nemesis is actually the Black Moon of the sun, <laughs> a.k.a. a planet. Uh, so, they exist outside of the kingdom of Neo-Queen Serenity, who is... Uh, 1,014 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type is O. You figure out the rest (laughs) from that. So the Black Moon Clan is at war with Neo-Crystal Tokyo. Uh, In order to win this war, they have decided to go back in time, a thousand years in the past, to uh, take over crystal points with dark energy. Uh, And we have sent our top Black Moon Clan soldiers at the behest of their commander, Wise Man, and his energy-swirling hands. So we have Rubius, who's in charge of everything. He's a jerk. He wears camouflage cargo pants and a tank top, like a real cool guy looking like, looking like 2007 John Cena. Uh, and he has his uh, henchwomen, the Spectre sisters. Now that's, uh, that's pets, Calaveras, Bertier and Cohen. Cohen is, I think all of our favorite Spectre sister, right? Like she's great. I don't know. Bertie's pretty great too. Yeah. Bertie Bertie's is pretty really great. good. But I feel like Cohen has the best look of all of them. Yes. I don't know. Do you, don't you remember uh, Birdie's like Southern Belle look that she was? <laughs> Birdie's civilian clothes are awesome. Like Birdie's like disguise clothes are really, really great. Yeah. But Cohen's uniform is a yeah. is a thing of beauty. And I love her, her cat ear hair. So Cohen, a.k.a. Catsy, a.k.a. Catface Meowmers, is... Uh, <laughs> I believe the youngest of the Spectre sisters. Is that right? Oh, I forgot. I'm pretty sure she is. And, they told uh, us last episode or two episodes ago. Yes. She has uh, the ability to shoot out dark fire. 
uh, and has previously been involved in a couple of different attempts to take over Crystal Points, including one that involved going and taking over Hikawa Shrine, uh, during which she interacted extensively with Rei Hino and her grandfather and with Yuichiro, a.k.a. Chad. Keep that in mind as we move forward. Mm-hmm. But, as we are about to find out, Katsy isn't only motivated by evil, she is also motivated by love. So we start the episode in the Dark Kingdom, where they pull a, 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 something that we just were referring to. It's a very Sailor Moon move, or to quote, uh, to quote uh, Star Wars, your favorite thing in the world, there's always a bigger fish. They go, by the way, there's another bad guy on the top of this chart that <laughs> that we Jordan, didn't tell you about before. Jordan, if you're going to quote Star Wars, <laughs> there's always a bigger <laughs> fish. It can't be episode <laughs> one. Yep. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I did it. put that rule down right now. I also, I'm pretty sure it. that is not where that phrase originated. Where did it come from? I don't know. Language. <laughs> there's always the a idea of fish. metaphor. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, go on. Well, the point Keep is that talking. even though so so they introduce this this group and it's like Rubius is the leader of this group and then they're like a few episodes later no there's a wise man who tells him what to do and in this episode the wise man calls up and is like my boss Prince Demand is real pissed off how far up does this chain go look they're an army <laughs> there's like a lot of people involved with the black so these Moon are clan. just these are just wieners like these are not important guys. <laughs> Wow, wow. Hey, hey, hey out there. Uh, Jordan thinks that if you're in the army and you're not the general, you're a wiener. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I'm just saying. I, I support our troops. On the other That's hand. not what I'm saying. I'm saying the Sailor Scouts are the main good guys on the good guy side. And they're just, they're fighting the, the ground level troops. They should be fighting the highest echelons of Dark Kingdomness. <laughs> like what you're talking about is that like you thought there were six people and there's seven people. No, it, it who knows, man? Who knows how how high it goes? Who knows? I mean, it goes like I can tell you, it goes up to seven people. <laughs> that's that's all we're gonna get. Now, don't they call him Prince Diamond in other stuff? Yes, mm-hmm. he is called Prince. I, I believe he's called Prince Diamond in English. In in this, they called him Prince Demand in the dub in the sub. I mean, with an E. Yeah, with an E at the end. Demand A. Yeah, maybe demand a demand. <laughs> demand. At any rate, Prince Demand is very upset, uh, and uh, if Rubius doesn't hurry it up, he might get fired. And Rubius is not happy at this prospect. Which is weird because they say he's going to get fired, <laughs> as opposed to being like killed. <laughs> like we kind of know what it means when you're fired from the Dark Kingdom. Like, what does it mean when you're fired from the Black Moon Clan? Are you just gonna? <laughs> Like, is he just going to have to go get a new job? Is he going to be working at Bob Floy for the next uh, thousand years? Spoiler for the rest of the episode, Chris. Anyway, so so the wise man goes, oh, by the way, I can see the future because I'm from the future. So it's the past. <laughs> and and I know yeah, for a fact. By the, way, by the way, it's a lot less impressive to be able to see the past than to see the future. <laughs> right. So he says, because especially because he's not that good at it. His 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 thing that he sees is at some point in the afternoon she's going to be at the shrine. The rabbit's going to be at the shrine. So deal with that. Yeah. Now previously they could tell that she was going to be at an overpass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so she's going to be at the shrine, and and he goes, oh no problem. Uh, that's where that's in Cohen's district. Apparently, like they have like areas that they yeah, are supposed to. Uh, 
Apparently they've divided Juban up, and so everybody's in charge of operations in a particular <laughs> a particular area. Which is actually like something that they did with the Four Kings of Heaven in the the first season. Like I don't think it ever made it to the anime, but in the manga it's specified that like uh Jedi is in charge of Asia. Right. And I think it was uh like uh uh Malachite uh who was in charge of Europe or something. So everybody had like their different area that they were responsible for until they, until they were like, Oh no, it's all just going to be in Japan. It's all just going to be in Juban, a district of Tokyo. It's going to be in this 10 block area. <laughs> so, th- and then this is again, uh, cool, cool guy. Rubius wise man goes, Oh, hold on. Cohen, you're sending Cohen. Cause here's the deal. Uh, I see bad things around Cohen. Something terrible is going to happen to her. And Rubius goes, so what? I don't give a yeah, fuck. That dude, that dude does not care. <laughs> <laughs> See, but it's, but, but it's different. It's, it's showing how he reacts differently to this omen versus how Mamo-chan reacted differently to yeah. such a, you know, it's a show that Mamo really does love Sailor Moon, but this guy doesn't give any craps about Catsy. Yep. He does not care about Katsy. So, no. cut to Rei Hino shopping and making Yuichiro carry everything she bought. Yeah. You're talking about the hot-headed psychic, Rei Hino? I, I am talking about that. The okay, one-quarter monster, hot-headed psychic. One-quarter monster, that's true. Uh, and she is in, uh, you know, we talk about the outfits every now and then, and uh, Betty, you're you're a very fashionable person. Uh, what do you think of Ray's amazing full-on '80s businesswoman power suit that I, she's rocking? I love it. Well, also because I feel like it's it fits in with the scene that where she's just like, "Yeah, carry my stuff." <laughs> like I don't know, it feels like such an '80s shopping montage in in a teen movie. I love it. Yeah, it's she's great. I just want to take a quick opportunity to 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 mention that the geek dub for this episode is. Great. Whoever did the adaptation, or rather uh, the localization, as they sometimes call it, was was awesome. There's lots of fun moments and lots of detail and lots of character bits just in the way that people say things um, that is terrific in this episode. It's a really, really good episode. I'm pretty sure... So so what happens right here is Ray is making Yuichiro carry all her stuff. I don't think there's ever an explanation for that other than that's what that's what he does do to men. Yeah, like they they make you go shopping and carry stuff. That's like the cliche. In the deke dub, it's because that's the deal they made if she allowed him to sing while they were working at the shrine. <laughs> he has to make it up to her by going a, a full day of shopping with her. There's a lot of like like nice little details like that. That's cute. It's fun. Of course, since uh, Ray has bought so many things, because you know women be shopping. <laughs> uh, his vision is obscured, and he ends up running into someone as uh, someone comes out of a store. Someone and who, who is it? Wait, no, hold on. Someone who also is a woman and also bought so many things that she has carrying them over her eyesight as well. So, That's right. And it's true. it's Cohen. <gasps> it's Katsy. They bump into each other on the street and uh, all their packages go everywhere. And Katsy is very angry. And Ray is also very angry. Ray's like, hey, idiot, pick up her stuff. You <laughs> or, suck. I hate you. Or in the Deke dub, she says, what a Nimbus. Nimbus. <laughs> a Nimbus. <laughs> yep. A Nimbus. Yep. 
Well, that is ridiculous. <laughs> what a nimble. That's not even a... Canadians, you have a lot to answer for. <laughs> so, now, uh, uh, did you, did either of you catch the special guest appearance in this scene? No. No, who is it? Well, uh, he's only around for one frame. What? Because when... Yuichiro is picking up everything and he tries to hand everything back to Katsy. She gets super angry and hauls off and slaps Yuichiro in the face. And or I, I don't know if she slaps him or if she's just violently grabbing her, her, her bags back, but she definitely makes a slapping motion. And at the moment of contact, we get a, a big, you know, burst effect. Uh, and if you are very quick to pause it, you will see there is a one frame appearance by Zoocyte. What? No, did you did you freeze yes. frame it? Do you have it? I did. I freeze framed it. Show us. Uh, oh, okay. Hang on. All right. I have sent you the screenshot. Do you have it? Can you see Zoosite? We're looking in the emails. Oh. It is a it is a little chibi Zoosite winking with what? a little heart. Why? It just kind of shows up for no reason. Oh my god, that's so cute. I want a pin of it. That's great. It's great. Like. I can only assume that whoever animated this episode was a was a big fan of Zoocyte, as we as, are. Yeah, as they should be. That's so cute. I I don't know why they would just. I mean, that's such a weird thing. How did you catch that? Were, were you just watching it and you just noticed it, or did you just pause yeah, it? Yeah, like I, I I just saw it. Like you said, it's a it's a real quick flash of something, and I was like, was that Zoocyte? And then I I went through and, and freeze framed it. There's also something right after the Zoocyte frame, but it's just like a weird uh, like cartoon stick figure with something written on its shirt in Japanese, a language I do not speak or read. So I wish I could tell you. I do think it's interesting that there's a a quick Zoocyte reference though, because this is the episode like where Katsy, you know, Cohen has a very Zoocyte esque relationship with rubius yeah very close to what uh zoocyte and kunzite's relationship was where rubius doesn't care you know like katsy's clearly in love but rubius uh does not care at all just like uh kunzite did not care about zoocyte and was only using him oh so anyway nice little zoocyte appearance yeah. little that's so little, cute. Uh, freeze frame extra for everybody so then they do I mean, because here's the thing. As soon as they bump into each other, my brain immediately went to, wait, they know each other. Like, they've met. They know each other. (laughs) They've met. Like, she even mentions, like, oh, hey, he's the guy from the protection aesthetics class from, like, five or six episodes ago. Right. And neither of them recognize her. None of them recognize her. And she doesn't recognize Ray later. Yeah. And the thing is, none of them are in disguise. I mean, you might argue... Patsy has different about her appearance is that she doesn't have a giant jewel on her forehead. Yeah, that's a very distracting jewel. It's a very distracting jewel. Would it distract you from purple cat ears hair? That's true, that's true. <laughs> He's too busy being embarrassed. At any rate, the point is, yeah, Yuichiro slash Chad does not, does not recognize her at all. And she calls him a loser and walks away with her stuff. Yes, and, and, and Yuichiro does say, hey, I've seen her somewhere before. He does not say, hey, she tried to kill your grandfather one time. <laughs> Remember? Remember when she tried to murder grandpa and you got like stomped in the back by a bull Nakano monster? And I don't know why she gets so judgy because she also walks away thinking to herself, guys like him will never find happiness. Well, and I'm he's like, not obviously what? not as cool as Rubius. <laughs> There's a but I mean that that is a recurring theme in the episode that that 
in terms of romance and love, like Cohen is kind of a huge hypocrite, right? Like, she, yeah. Well, also because she is witnessing the polar opposite of Rubius, which is someone who clearly loves Ray so much that he is just doing these chores for her. Yeah, you know, and and she and she's never experienced that with the person she loves. So she's like, oh well, clearly they don't know. Like th- this is this is weird. I don't know why you're doing this for her. He'll never find happiness the way that my man <laughs> finds happiness without me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, she she definitely admires Rubius's confidence mm-hmm. slash aloof attitude slash complete lack of affection for her. I don't know, man. So she angrily walks home and angrily stalks into the Dark Kingdom. Angrily walks home through a mirror into a floating spaceship. <laughs> and then Rubius is like, what are you so angry about? When Rubius looks at her, she is so anime. <laughs> like she is, she has the biggest eyes, the tiniest mouth, and these like this big blush, and the eyes are all shimmering. And, uh, it's and, like, and, and, and there's that like love filter over it, where it's just like a little bit like Vaseline on on the anime camera, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's just like hugest eyes, tiniest mouth, and then like it, it is the it is the strong bad joke of, you know, your mouth is almost non-existent when closed, and then takes up half your head when it's open. So, so he tells her like, "Hey, rabbit's going to be at Hikawa Shrine. Uh, that's your territory. Go deal with that." And she's like, "Yeah, I'll go kill rabbit." And he's giving her this like hilarious look because it's it's totally a a cool guy look, you know? Like he's got his head turned and his eyes are. Like, kind of half-lidded. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> so he's like, she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kill that rabbit, even if I die to do so. And he's like, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Now, here's the thing that I can't figure out. Because at this point, she gives Ruby as a present. She says, hey, yeah, this is super I got weird. you something. Yeah. I got you this perfume. And she gives him a little bottle of free fruit. And she says, I hope you'll wear it, Sir Rubius. And he looks at it like he's like, what the what the, the fuck is this? But then he looks up and goes, I gratefully accept. And then looks her in the eye, like <laughs> stares into her eyes while he sh- crushes this glass bottle in his hand. And then goes, oh, sorry, don't know my own strength. And obviously, Katsy is horrified. But my question is... Is he being that much of a dick or does he just really not like care and he really doesn't know his own strength? I think he's he being that much realize of a dick. He's careful with this. Like cuz he stares into her face while he does it is the thing. It's so mean. Yeah, no, I I, I think it's definitely deliberate because also like he kind of says these offhanded comments where he's like, "Oh, you shouldn't be wasting your time on makeup and cosmetics." And, and you know, even though it's a you know, a little like it's a present that clearly she seems to like more than he does. Like he's he doesn't care about the gesture. I think he thinks it's just a waste of time. It's frivolous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's it's, uh, it's it's so mean. Like, but I but it's like. But it's but it's see now. What's weird is that he 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 goes through the trouble of he kind of like it. well. Also, I was going to say preserving deniability. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? He doesn't just go, why would I want this? Like, in fact, in the deke dub, he does. In the deke dub, he goes, I have no need of this. Crushes it and drops it. But in 
in this one, because he does that play of going, oh, thank you very much. I really am happy about it. Oh, oops. You know what it totally reminds me of? It totally reminds me of in um, She's All That when the mean girl, ex- quote unquote, accidentally spills her drink on Rachel Lee Cook. And I'm kind of and, and, and she's like, oops, it's kind of like that. That's how I feel like it's like yeah. kind of like, oh, I like it, which I think is kind of even worse than saying, oh, actually, I don't really like this present or oh, I don't really have use for this present. Instead, she, he's kind of like, oh, oops, I'm so I'm so strong and this present is so weak, <laughs> you know, <laughs> first of all, Cohen should be heartbroken by this like yeah. if, it's, if it is meant to be intentional like he is not like playing it off to the level where we i mean obviously we're having trouble telling if he's serious or not well, but i feel like part of that is also a language thing where yeah. we can't really understand what he's saying in japanese well and um so so there's this other anime that i watched um back when i was in college called peach girl and the main girl like her name's momo which means peach and mm-hmm. she gets and one of, one of the big moments in the the manga or the anime is that she gets a perfume from her boyfriend that smells like peaches and at the point where he's trying to just cut off ties with her and like break up with her and just like really break her heart he kind of like is like oh by the way here's your perfume too and he kind of like casually tosses it with intention of her probably not catching it. And then it shatters and she just cries. And then, and that totally reminded me of this scene because it's such a weird, like, I think it's the carelessness of the, of the gesture. Like she cared so much and got him this thing. And then he just kind of like, oops, I broke it. Don't care. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like, and and like that sucks. Like that, that's, that's so mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a dick move. Yeah. But, uh, the thing that I wrote down was, uh, Ruby's hand is going to smell like perfume forever. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, Uh, did he not cut his hand at all? No, he's he's too strong. He's clearly the Black Moon Clan aren't impervious to cuts as seen by Luna. You know, but but, but but Rubius, like he's so strong, he can crush his perfume and not have any perfume in his blood. You know, in his blood, yeah, yeah that would sting. Yeah, it would hurt. You think he just you think he walks out of that room and like as soon as he goes through one of those mirrors, he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> ow, oh my god, why did I do that? And that was why did I do that? That was so unbelievably unnecessary." Pets, <laughs> please bring the tweezers. I need help. <laughs> Televeras, please get a bandage. Uh, so from there, we cut to Hikawa Shrine, where where Cohen shows up, uh, and I have to say, like the the animation in this episode is really, really great, and the designs are really, really great too. Like we we've talked about uh, Bertier's civilian outfits before, but we get a really cool. Uh, civilian outfit for Cohen. Uh, she has this needlessly elaborate parasol with like lace trim and a ribbon on it and a little, a little teddy bear handle. Uh, but also her outfit in general is like really, really cute. I like it a lot. Uh, something I, I thought was funny from the dub is that in this version, he's talking about, yeah, it's, it's going to be sometime this afternoon. So I better like hang out and f- wait in the deep dub because they have a shot of her looking at her watch. They, they have him, they have her go, She's supposed to show up at four o'clock, so I've got some time to kill. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, she's like, she's like, oh yeah, Rabbit's supposed to be here sometime this afternoon. And then you see her watch, and it's like three twenty. It's like, oh, uh, 
Maybe you should have got there a little earlier, Cohen. Depending on which direction her watch is facing. Maybe it's 12.05. I guess it could be 12.05. But, like, that's the side of the watch, though. Yeah, no, you're right. Typically like, you speaking, see, that's not you how you wear a watch. On it. Like, that, is, that would definitely be to be 3.20. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, uh, and she she has a little internal dialogue about how Rubius doesn't seem to care. And she's like, no, I'm probably just imagining it. I'm sure he just accidentally squeezed that perfume bottle until it shattered. <laughs> well, you know, don't worry. You know, like that that is that is such, you know, like the, like that type of logic, though, is so relatable, though, because people, especially when you have that type of like weird, unrequited like love, like you'll just excuse whatever, like whether it's like a small little thing that they might have done that might have been in your favor and you just hook on to that and you're like no they actually really like me or you take something really bad they did like crush your present to to pieces like and and you kind of just write no no it's just totally fine like he yeah it's 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 fine you know yeah yeah and 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 fortunately while she is in this emotional distress there's someone there to take advantage of it for financial gain with a scam yes obviously uh as we as we have mentioned before we we don't know much about uh the shinto religion but we do know that the hikawa shrine in particular is kind of a money making operation <laughs> Yuichiro shows up and uh, immediately tries to sell her on a fortune, an amulet, or a prayer, which you would think a prayer would be would be free. Like or an exorcism. I, I expect I expect, uh, I expect prayers on on the cheap from my from my preferred <laughs> religions. Um, he does offer her an exorcism. Don't forget. Yes, yes, he does. But uh, she 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 gets a, she goes for a fortune and uh, she gets a, uh, her fortune told. And uh, fortune telling is fake. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, except that it's 100% accurate in this show. No, it is not. Because magic is real. No, it it's isn't. Ma- what's is, what's the fortune? Great blessings. But then doesn't she say that her enduring wish is going to come true, which is not the case? Yeah, but you don't think being healed by magic to become a good person is a great blessing? Yeah, but it's not what her enduring wish is. No, it doesn't say enduring wish. It says great blessing. It's a, She says, she opens it up. And she says, "Yeah, that's her. That's her no, interpretation." No, no. What she says is, is she says, "Great blessings." It says, "My enduring wish will come true." That is a literal quote. Well, not her enduring wish to be with Rubius. Her enduring wish like to, an be enduring free wish of to be a good person. Ah, uh, she does not is, have that. She, no, she literally makes an enduring wish to be a good person. When at the end of the episode, at the end. <laughs> Yeah, which is like ten minutes from now. See, it's this kind of it's this kind of nonsense that makes it look like fortune telling is real. This this sure. equivocating this equivocating in the show, fortune telling is real. I don't believe that. I don't believe that that fortune accurately depicted sure, her face. White. No, I refuse. I refuse to believe it. <laughs> Betty, would you like to co-host the show permanently? <laughs> Uh, for the record, I like crystals and I like fortune telling and I, sh- I actively read the tarot. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm getting uh, I'm getting real tired of this. Uh, I don't want to name names. I'm getting real tired of this other guy on the show. Oh, <laughs> there's only and one other guy. Not Jake. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Jake. Uh, so anyway, 
So uh, Katsy is about to put on some makeup to make herself more beautiful for Rubius. Rubius pops up in the mirror to talk to her. That's a new superpower. <laughs> no, that's like it's like uh, that's probably their communicator. Just like uh, no, I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense because like the Black Moon Clan is all about mirrors. We've seen that. Yeah, We've yeah, never yeah. seen like Rubius just pop up in the mirror and be like, "Hey, what's up? You putting on some makeup?" <laughs> My question is, how long has Rubius been sitting in front of a mirror waiting? That's waiting. Like, staring at makeup powder waiting for uh cohen to show up i know she's gonna do this eventually yeah, she's gonna put on some she's gonna put on some makeup eventually yeah, i'm just gonna sit here well, well, hey what's up yeah because honestly like considering the fact that a lot of the black moon clan is so obsessed with their image i think he figured oh this is gonna happen inevitably or maybe there's a little signal when she opens it up who knows I feel like maybe if you knew people were like, it's not their fault. They're obsessed with their images. The only furniture they have is mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, really from there, she couch? sees that. I feel like I thought they had like a couch or something at one point. They have like, I, no, because we see them like squatting down on the floor to put on their makeup. What? <laughs> I don't remember I that. Of when they were putting on their makeup outside after they, after they fought Luna that one time. Yeah. They're, they are, they're fixing their makeup. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that was out. That was not at their home. No. Okay. So then we, uh, Cohen turns her head to see Ray chasing Yuichiro around with a broom, wait, trying wait, to beat wait, him with it. Wait, I'm tr- I'm sorry. I'm trying to understand why Rubio is Rubio. Sorry, that's <laughs> Mark Rubius. <laughs> Mark Marco Rubius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was not what I meant. I'm trying to understand why Please no one draw that one. <laughs> no, just put a little Nega Moon on on Rubio's forehead every time oh you see him. Oh my god, ever. Queen, Queen Bernie, swirling <laughs> oh, that energy. No, do not. I'm not going to continue because okay, I don't want this to happen. Uh, do go on, Jordan. Uh, what is he upset about? I I I don't understand. He's like, you don't have time to put makeup on. And she's like, I'm sorry. What? Why not? <laughs> it's already 320. He's, he says, if you're just waiting for her to appear, you're slacking off. And I'm like, what? In what capacity? What is she Rubius, supposed to do? Rubius is the, is the retail store manager <laughs> of the Black Moon Clan. He's like, hey, if you don't have time to stalk that little girl, you need to have time to do other things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like it just doesn't. You can be cleaning right now. Yeah, but it's not. He doesn't care. Imbue the place with dark energy while you're there. Come on. Well, like, like, what is like? Because what is what is their goal with the makeup? Are they just trying to make some money? (laughs) I don't know. Like, because because I like I get it. Like, it it just seemed like like I guess like she was like it was kind of her means of investigating. Seeing oh, like I make it for little girls too. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Well, because but, uh, he says to her, get rid of every young girl who could possibly be the rabbit. As though, like, she was surrounded yeah. by lots of young girls, yeah. and Katsy was going, well, that's, none of them are the ones. The so. like, Rubius is just very casually says, oh, just, you know, kill every little girl there. <laughs> oh. Like, if you see a little girl, murder them. Like, just, you know, keep on doing that until you're out of little girls. That's the best way to get rid of rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's not wrong. But that is a weird thing to just casually say. That's not a good method. No. I, like, I, I, I think, and, and I think, I think it's just kind of like him just being like, oh, you're clearly doing nothing, you know? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to just kind of 
yell at like it's like hey i'm at the place that you told me to be i'm waiting i'm not gonna try to slaughter a bunch of little people like at around me <laughs> like <laughs> there aren't any yeah she's, she's going to try to kill the first little girl she sees because yeah. it's the one she's supposed to kill yeah because <laughs> It's not like the shrine is like uh, like bombarded by anyone, let alone little kids. You yeah, know, if, if 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 she was like, there's rabbits at Euro Disney, and then she was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess I'll kill every child. That yeah. would be like, okay, I get you. Yeah, but it's it's <sighs> it's the shrine where no one is at. I don't know. Speaking of no one being at the shrine, we then cut to. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We did oh. not. We 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 didn't go over that brief scene. Where they pan to a bored looking Venus. Or Minako. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's what yeah I was okay, say. okay. Yeah, yeah, go I mean, on. We, we haven't talked about, we haven't talked about uh, Ray chasing you as you were around with a broom yet. I thought I, I thought you did. Okay, well, what would you like to say? Maybe? Okay, so we see, we see Ray chasing you as you were around with a broom, threatening to beat him around the head with it because he forgot to feed the chickens, which, again, uh, no one has bothered to write in to explain Shinto uh, to us which I wish they would. Is it like a common thing to have like chickens, like to raise animals at a shrine? Like, is it also a functioning farm? I, I have no idea. But um, the, the other thing that's worth noting about this is that apparently grandpa is like fully retired from the priesthood because it's just Ray and Yuichiro yeah, running the shrine. Now. Don't read too heavily into this dude. Does he, does he come back? I don't Do remember. As- I don't remember, but I'm just saying until you see him doing something other than that, he could just be off screen. Like, cause that's the way this show works. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Well, I wouldn't be surprised to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, oh, by the way, in the uh, deep dub, she's uh, chasing with a broom because he has been singing again without permission. And he, of course, so t- of course he, he needs that permission to, uh, to sing and 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 then speaking of the deke dub that's a good transition into the next scene because the deke dub version of this i actually think is a little bit funnier it's venus and jupiter hanging out at a cafe drinking i don't know smoothies or shakes or something with not with their girlfriends not with their girlfriends and and the the cats are both there luna is with jupiter instead of uh serena and they go where is everybody serena has gone to the shrine to to borrow a comic book amy is guess where studying uh, she is at cram school. Yeah, Classic. even though it's a Sunday, and uh, and we know Mars is, is is working at the shrine. And uh, so then Artemis says, in the Deke version, his line is better. In the Deke version, he goes, "Yeah, and you guys are stuck with cats because neither of you have boyfriends." <laughs> <laughs> and they are so mad. Whereas in the Japanese version, he's just like, "Yeah, we're a bunch of losers with nothing to do." <laughs> I love the looks on their faces. <laughs> they look so upset that they have to hang out just with each other. But like, but they're not like upset that they don't hate each other, but they're no. just like, they're just like, oh, everyone's busy. Although last time we saw them together, they did get into a big fight. Ooh. I mean, they made up, but remember that was the whole uh, Venus thinks that Jupiter falls in love too easily. And wait, what was it again, Chris? What was the, what was the critique? Of each other? Uh, their beef with each other was that uh, uh, Minako has never fallen in love, and uh, Makoto is still in love with her senpai. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like like Jupiter accuses Venus of like not letting herself fall in love or something? Weird. Yeah, something like that. So, so weird. Don't flick your cat's nose. It's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love that scene because it's so brief, but just kind of like accounts for where they were during this whole day. <laughs> Yep. It's just like, oh yeah, they they they're like they seem like they had a perfectly fine afternoon. Then they had shopping bags, so they also went shopping. 
and they had drinks and they're like, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Where's everyone? (laughs) Everyone's busy. I guess we just have to sit here. (laughs) Like, I love that. That's such a great little, like little bit. Like, I don't know. It's just like enough that adds to that. Like, Oh, Oh yeah. That's where they were for this episode. They don't just show up at the end. So then we cut to where Yusagi is which is in Ray's bedroom reading manga and cracking up. The manga she's reading has a giant Sailor V on the back and Artemis. Yeah, so are they still are they still publishing the Sailor V manga? I guess so. Maybe, is, is, is that where Minako's getting her shopping money? Maybe it's it's like a Lucasfilm rights. <laughs> like maybe they just bought the rights to her and she just like can just be a normal teenager. So, so they own her forever. Maybe they just yeah. own her forever. Yeah. Yeah. And and not Maybe. only is Artemis Maybe. on the back of this, he's also on the spine of this. Like again, the cats should not be <laughs> famous. <laughs> like I get it makes sense for the girls because at least then you go, there's some sort of magic when they transform. The cats look exactly like themselves. <laughs> Remember in uh in the video game episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or the episode where uh, where where Shingo was playing the video game. Sailor Moon's lives were represented by bunny rabbits. Yep. You know, Usagi's. <laughs> yep. So, like, clearly the people who are in charge of licensing Sailor Moon know everything, and they are not shy about sharing it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we see once again, uh, when Sailor Moon reads manga, she likes comedy manga, because she either that or she has a weird sense of humor, because she is cracking up and <laughs> laughing, kicking her feet. Do we see the, the cover in, is it the same cover in the American version? Like, do we see her reading, like, Japanese manga? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Actually, I don't know because I just watched the the subs. Let me look. Uh, I, I don't the, think the so. Version. Probably not. They probably cut uh, away. They if, if you see it, it's probably for just a second because they don't like to focus on Japanese writing in the Deke versions. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering if they like replaced the cover art because you know we've seen them oh, do no. a little bit of that before. No, they definitely didn't replace it. it. It's just a question of whether they showed it at all. Here, let's see. Oh, here's, here's, okay, I'm at the scene where Artemis is about to get flicked in the nose. Nose flick. Oh, they cut that, by the way. They cut the nose flick. Good. Good. Violence against cats. You only see, you only see the cover for a second. They didn't change it at all. They just, uh, you just don't get to see much. Okay. So, yes, uh, Usagi is laughing fit to bust. Do you think the Sailor V manga is funny? Oh, my God. Hold on. I mean, Sailor Moon's pretty funny. Okay. The top stack of the manga over her shoulder when she's talking to Ray has on the front cover Usagi and Chibiusa. I think I did remember yes, seeing that. Yes, in the clothes that she's wearing in this scene, it's Usagi on the cover of the manga wearing the clothes she is wearing in this scene. Not her, not her school uniform, not her Sailor Fuku. Like it's just, like it's just Usagi in her pink shirt. It's, uh, it's, it's well, just, I, it's just Ray's uh, friend fiction. <laughs> she draws comics. What if it friend. is? <laughs> oh, please. Okay, that's everyone else's new homework assignment: is to write some of Ray's erotic friend fiction. Wait, wait, no, nobody said it was erotic. It's it's got a little child in it. <laughs> well, no, don't put don't put chibis in it. She's, I mean, don't put the. I guess don't put the teenagers in it either. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going off what they say about fuckers. That's all. Oh. You made it weird, Jordan. You made that one weird. <laughs> Chibi's face is on the cover. Like, to be honest with you, I, I actually think what you saw as her shirt is actually Chibi's hair. Is it? I think Let's so. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I just That is definitely Chibi's hair now that I look at it. Uh, so weird. So weird. Very weird. 
Uh, as they are as they are talking, and Ray is trying to kick her friend out, there is someone at the door. Someone selling cosmetic products. A very casual way of saying that. <laughs> yes, uh, and she says, uh, "What does she say to them?" She she flatters them, of course, uh, because that's what you do. And she says, yeah. "Oh, it's it's Cohen, by the way." Oh, did we not clarify? The, yeah, just in case people aren't watching this episode right now, it's Cohen wearing a hat that covers her cat ears hair. Because it makes her recognizable, uh, except that no one ever recognizes her anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, except that except that no one recognizes her from the time that she was here in this building trying to murder Ray and her family specifically. <laughs> so she comes in and she says, "My, aren't you two young? Aren't you two lovely young ladies?" Which makes both of them go. And then she says, are you models? And they both go, oh, yeah. Do you really think I'm a model? Oh, my God. Ray falls to her knees, fantasizing about it, whereas, like, Usagi starts, like, bouncing around like a cartoon character. She is a cartoon character. That's why. Jordan. That's why. Okay. Katsy, uh, Cohen, tells uh, the girls that they are they can use her makeup, which, by the way, she has a suitcase full of makeup samples, which she did not have when she arrived. Not only is she wearing completely different clothes, but she also has different accessories to pull off this con. Like, the only way I really believe that is if, like, this is dark energy makeup and it should be, like, corrupting them when they try to put it on. Except I think they don't really put it on, do they? Well, yeah, they, they kind of resist yeah, putting see, it on. Well, see, that's why I was wondering if the, like, if, if the, the side, you know, perk, I guess, while she's blowing off, like, you know, waiting for the little girl to show up. She's like, oh, I'll just like let them use this evil makeup. But I'm, I'm. The more I think about it, I think it's just like her makeup. It's probably <laughs> like just her, her makeup box. Makeup? Yeah, it's probably just her makeup box because it looks like it matches her, matches her the, everything else she uses. Yeah, that's true. And it looks like her compact too. So I feel like it was just her makeup box, unless they're just carrying around like makeup samples at the Black Moon Clan headquarters. I would believe that. Yeah, I could see that too. They probably have a lot. They bought, probably bought a lot of Clinique and like Chanel, and they have a lot of like little makeup samples over the years. So she says, uh, "With this makeup, uh, you'll get boyfriends in no time." And uh, Ray and and both Ray and Tiger are like, uh, "We kind of have somebody," and then they bicker back and forth about how Memory has dumped. Uh, Usagi and how Ray won't pull the trigger on this relationship with Chad. Uh, and then, in a very smooth part of the con, Cohen goes, by the way, are there any little girls here, like five-year-olds, that I could murder? Yes, I wrote, is there a little girl here? Like, that is a sentence you never want to anyone to ask you ever. <laughs> and especially yes. the idea, like, oh, I have, I have products for little kids. What? <laughs> yeah, I've got some good, some cool makeup for small, tiny children. <laughs> now, before we talk about, well, actually, before we move past that, I do. There's something important in this scene that I think we need to talk about, which is that because before they get to that moment, they talk about like the nature of love again in like the thematic part of the episode and about what should be done and what you know this and that and how it works. And here's the thing: Ray gives Usagi some advice that is, if you ask me meant to sound like the smart, wise advice, and then Cohen gives advice that is meant to sound like the bad advice. Except that is wrong. Ray's advice is terrible. And while Katsy goes a little nuts with her advice, it's basically right at first. Because, okay, again, they're talking about Mamoru, who has dumped her, okay? As we all know, we're talking about a world about of miracle romance. We're talking about destined moon lovers and a world where magic exists, a world where destiny and fortune telling are completely real. Well, destiny's real. <laughs> um, 
Yes, so Talking the about, future is is preordained, and therefore you can predict it with accuracy. Well, if it, you could, except that's not what they do. But anyway, the point is, in this particular case, we know that Mamoru is, for, for a very specific reason, lying about how he feels, and we know that everything's going to be fine, and da-da-da-da-da. But generally but she's but ray's advice is basically hey you should just you should just trust that things are okay and everything will be fine and then katsy's like no if you don't trust your boyfriend you should be over it and be like it's done if if you should get over it and move on with your life and then again then she goes crazy and starts talking about other nonsense but it's like yes generally speaking when your boyfriend breaks up with you you should probably move on with your life you should not just be like he's probably got a really good reason and he'll come back and everything will be okay i mean he might have a really good reason yeah but he's which, in which case you should be broken up right exactly he's not gonna come back and everything will be okay like you're not supposed to just be like but i'll think, just you know, trust i'll just trust that everything will work out like, no, you should move on with your life. But I think what's supposed to be happening here is that, again, like, yeah, you're right. Like, there are extenuating circumstances for the miracle romance, like it or not. But what Cohen is saying is the exact opposite of the way she feels about Rubius. Because yeah. Cohen is clearly, like, also trusting that Rubius really loves her and was just being cold to her. Like she says, he was just being cold to me to motivate me. Uh, right, right, right. So, so she's able uh, to like see said, it in other people. Cohen has a lot of a, a lot of romantic hypocrisy. Uh, Ray literally says the words: "What is important is continuing to believe in him, no matter how coldly he treats you." Oh, <laughs> Ray says that to Usagi, which is funny because, like, if anything, I feel like that should resonate with Cohen more because clearly Rubius treats her so. Poorly, you know, I think, but I think the idea is that she's she's able to see it in other people, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Although the way, again, the way she puts it is is weird. Like she says, like something like being loved is the only thing that that is important for a woman, or something like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, she goes, she takes it too far, she goes too crazy. But when she says, uh, what does she say? Um, Loving and having faith in him don't have much meaning. Uh, Continuing to love him even when he treats you coldly, don't be so pathetic. (laughs) That's what she says to Usagi, which again, yeah, I think she's giving to Usagi the advice that somebody should give to her. Yeah. And then actually another note, here's another place. Here's a place where the Deke version gets really, really weird because in the Deke version, Ray keeps saying to Usagi stuff about you should apologize to Darian. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds what? right. That she's sounds like, you, you, hey, you didn't treat him right. And it's like, what? Like she did not do anything wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ray, Ray thinks that uh, you saw, uh, that Serena didn't treat Darian properly. So the, the, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't agree with that. So anyway, is there a little girl here? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Katzi walks out. Katzi's yeah, bailing like, on this. I think that's what's so funny is that like she's like, hey, uh, here's some of my personal viewpoints about love. By the way, are there any little girls here? <laughs> <laughs> Katzi leaves just in time to see Rabbit show up. Now, for those of you who haven't been following along, Rabbit is Chibiusa. <gasps> uh, for some reason, they refer to her as Rabbit. Because her name is though, Usagi. Yeah, but like, why? They refer to her as Rabbit in English. Because and, because the the Dark Moon's intel is not good. <laughs> well, I think, I think what's weird is they have no reason to not just call her Usagi. Because in their future... Our Usagi, Sailor Moon, is no longer Usagi. She's Neo Queen Serenity. She has taken her queen name. 
because they must not speak Japanese. And so when they read the translation, it said, there's a there's a little girl called Rabbit. I think they clearly speak Japanese, Jordan. I think I that mean, is clear. I mean, originally, originally. They speak it now. On Nemesis. So, uh, on Nemesis. Right, right. Of course, they speak English on Nemesis. <laughs> they, they they built that wall to keep <laughs> to keep the Neo-Crystal Tokyo people from, from coming in. Cohen, quick change into her supervillain outfit. Again, love it. It's a shame we are not going to be seeing it anymore. Bid goodbye to this amazing striped bodysuit and feathered tutu combination oh, that somehow such, works. It's such a good outfit. It's the best. It's, it's, it's probably my favorite fashion outfit from like all of Sailor Moon. Have you ever considered yeah, it's, getting it to cosplay? I, I I would love to cosplay that, but I I think I think it's a matter of like I think I I think I'd want to do kind of like my own fashion take on it, like try translate it in a way that would be wearable. But yeah, uh, like that 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 is one that I would love to cosplay. It's so cool. I need to find a huge. I think gem. it is one that would look good uh, translated into a casual cosplay where you were wearing like a shirt that looked like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe like a like a skirt. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily the whole bodysuit tutu ensemble. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's such a good outfit though. It's like probably my favorite, and, and it's such a good like. It's, it's just overall a really good like aesthetic, you know. The question is, can you get your hair to do that? Oh, I know, right? I I, I tried doing. <laughs> I tried doing kind of a dongo, but like as long as my hair is, and my hair is pretty long, like especially compared to a lot of my friends, like I can't really do a dongo without like the rest of my hair being super short afterwards. Sure. Yeah, of course. Because yeah, because it all making the little buns, it it takes up a lot of hair. I probably had to like get some extensions and just make the cat ears into and then put them in my hair. Sure. Yeah. 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 Looking up, uh, looking up, uh, Cohen cosplay. Like the hair is the one thing that, uh, and 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 there are a lot of great Cohen cosplay mm-hmm. uh, cosplayers out there. Oh, but yeah. the hair is the one thing that doesn't quite match up because it's such a such a cartoony hairstyle. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. kind of the same way that like a lot of gem cosplayers can't really do like like you know the whenever you see anyone cosplaying like uh, the misfits, it's kind of hard to see. Um, the hair done right you know mm-hmm. though though there are people who have done like there's a handful of people who who do who are able to achieve full cartoon anime hair for cosplay but but I, I think that's the hardest part of most sailor moon cosplay for the most part if you have if you have like if you spend time on the wigs it ends up looking like phenomenal you know and not to say that it, it looks bad without it but but it definitely adds that extra push where you're like oh they look like they just walked out of the anime yeah. Whereas uh Berthier, if you are if you are Elsa, you are halfway there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you are you are almost there. Hey guys, if, if you what, are already cosplaying. What as Elsa. if what if Disney princesses as Black Moon Clan, hey BuzzFeed, like oh, what very, if very easy translation, I think. Yeah, right? So so let's let's do it. Let's do it real quick. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who's Cohen? Because Berthier is Elsa. Who's Cohen? We're doing we're doing Disney princesses as the Black Dark Moon Clan. Okay. I think I think Bell is a uh, Bell is a uh, uh, Calaveras. Yeah, Pat. I'm trying to think. They're, not, they're but they're not mean. Princesses <laughs> <laughs> are not mean enough. Well, well, I guess Elsa's like it's weird because Elsa's like kind of uh, like like she's misunderstood for a bit. She's almost a villain, but she's not really. Right, right. Because because I I am tempted to say that like Cohen would be kind of a Maleficent, but. I feel like that might be pets. 
I don't know. I think I think it is a little hard because I think the Disney princesses aren't as hot, like uh, high fashion. I think that the Disney true. it would that's be much true. easier to do the Disney princesses as the Sailor Scouts. Yeah, and that's already been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, I will say, uh, Elsa is the tuxedo mask of Frozen. In that all that entire plot is avoided with one conversation that oh. never happens. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Hey, hey, sister, I have magic snow powers and I might kill you. Uh, hey, Usagi, I've been having bad dreams lately and they're telling you we should break up or you'll die. <laughs> there you go. Those are those two conversations. I just solved everything. Oh, yeah. So Chibiusa arrives at the shrine and Cohen, Red Baron style, drops out of the sun Back in her, back in her costume, parent <laughs> style. Look, that's that's his strategy, man. Fly out of the sun; they can't see you. Keep the sun on your back, and Cohen slams Chibiusa down to the ground, like violently. Um, yes, that is true. I'm glad. I'm glad the a child getting slammed on the concrete provokes provokes that kind of reaction from you, Jordan. Uh, yes. That is- I mean, that's true. Listen, uh, it's what happens. This is why Jordan it. wouldn't be a good babysitter, kid. I didn't say I was because, happy because, about it. Because, because, like, if uh, the child gets slammed in the ground, <laughs> he would just say Jordan's yes. Just like, yep, that happened. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, like, he would just point. <laughs> also, five-year-old magic isn't real. Like, that would be his first thing. As a babysitter. No, I'm not going to tell so, the uh, magic like, the five-year-old that. You are, you are, he listens to the show. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I meant I'm not going to go out of my way to specifically go, listen, five-year-old. But now that you're here, you, you should start, you just did it. It. You you just start it. learning it, little five-year-old. You should. It's for, it's <laughs> Your life will be better. So, uh, so Yuichiro tries to swat at Cohen with a broom, hits her in the in her uh, beautiful, complicated hair, uh, I, and she is very upset by I this. I love that reaction because, like... I d- I've definitely had people who like, you know, friends and they, and, and like after they eat like wings or something that's very messy, they just want to like touch me, like touch my face or like, or something, but like, just like out of like camaraderie or whatever. And then I'm like, don't touch me. You're filthy. Wash your hands. <laughs> so I get, I get, I get the grievance of, oh my God, you just put a filthy broom in my hair. <laughs> Betty, youngest of the Spectre sisters. Uh, speaking of which, take a look at the link I just sent. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, that is a good oh, one. Oh, that's awesome. That is a, that's a good bunch. It's all oh. four of the of the sisters and Rubius with camouflage pants. <laughs> his camo pants from the manga. That's a really good pets too. Pets is really yeah. Hard to pull off. Oh God, they're yeah. the best villains. I love them so much. They're really great. As a as a reason for why they are so great, we are currently seeing. Uh, the last usage of Cohen's dark fire attack, which I love her. Well, second to last. I, I love it. I love her pose. Yeah. Because it's a weird, like, pinup girl pose that becomes a Hadouken. It's 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 kind of like, it, well, it's totally like, you know, she, she's literally voguing, you know? And yes. she, she like, because that's what I like so much about a lot of her poses that it's it's all, like, amazing. It looks like it's a spread from a fashion shoot, you know? It's so cool. Like, I don't know. It just looks really, really pretty. And then, like, especially her attacks countering Mars's attacks, Mars attacks, she, like, they both look so dynamic against each other. Because also, like, Mars is kind of like, Mars and Venus are kind of the glamour scouts, um, where they kind of pose in very glamorous ways with a lot of their moves also. 
But I think that that's what kind of is nice to see Mars and Cohen fighting each other, you know? The thing that I think is so cool about it, the part I, the, I like how her, their arms are like, uh, her arms are like, uh, like snap into place, like a weird rubber effect. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And she like clicks them into place. They go like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Darkfire is awesome. Like, Darkfire, I love everything about the attack. We actually get to see it twice, because uh, she does it to to Yuichiro, and then uh, she's going to do it again to Yuichiro in a second. <laughs> but not on purpose. Yuichiro's having a bad day. She, he, he, he's just the victim of um, some projection that Cohen's going through, because I think that she's clearly taken out her Rubius aggression onto him. Yeah, and also like literal projection of dark fire. Yeah, yeah. From her hands. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Cohen's great. I love Cohen. So, uh, but yeah, she she's going after Yuichiro, and just as she's about to finish him off, she gets uh, she gets hit in the head with a rock. Because <laughs> that's because that's what what Ray does, right? She throws rocks. She doesn't have any other acts she could maybe do at this point. Ray having hit her with a rock makes her angry, and then she's going to murder Ray. Yes. And then Yurichiro, Yurichiro jumps in front of the fire and takes the, the blast for Ray. Again, this is the like second episode where he's done this, correct? Didn't we have an episode set here where he did the same thing before? Yes. They like they've been teasing the the Ray Yuichiro uh romance and not following through with it for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I know why. Why? It's because well, it's because Mars and Venus. What? It's how it is intended. How it is how how it was always meant to be. But she just said she has a boyfriend, sort of. Mm, yeah, well, sort of. She has a she has a a relationship. Oh, that's not what she meant. <laughs> Literally, an episode where her head goes right up Venus's skirt. That's that's all yeah, by accident, and Venus gets mad at her. Nothing happens by accident, Jordan. You know that. No, I believe that. Remember, I believe that it's just coincidence and accident. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, Yamashiro gets knocked out, and so Ray finally decides that it's time to transform into the form that she has, where she can shoot fire of her own, blowing her secret identity <laughs> completely. This is but why only for Cohen. This is why you know she cares about Yamashiro because she gets so upset. She just goes, "Forget the fact that nobody's supposed to know I'm Sailor Mars. I'm Sailor Mars." Yes. Uh, and Cohen says, you're a sailor guardian, which again, she attacked Hikawa Shrine before. That's all. <laughs> That's all. So Ray does Burning Mandala. Cohen teleports, which is, which is new. No, all the sisters could teleport. I guess they can. I guess we saw them teleport in the last episode too. But she like, she nightcrawlers up to the, uh, up to the roof of the shrine. And we get some very determined running and a new version of dark fire. Where there is a swirl of fire, and then it comes right out of Cohen's tummy in a shower of fire. Very strange. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> she got she got the tummy fire, and then does she do? Is it yet that she does the 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 cool teleport attack? Yeah, yeah. She jumps at Sailor Mars directly, but right when she would slam into Sailor Mars, she teleports. So Sailor Mars goes like, "Wait, what?" And then she springs at her in a different direction and elbows her in the face. Yeah. Just clobbers her. Clobbers like, again, her it's so <laughs> weird when we see like actual physical attacks. 
because normally they're like you know shooting out laser beams or you know burning mandala is just a bunch of like sonic the hedgehog rings that go everywhere <laughs> <laughs> moon princess halation is literally like a ha- like throwing a handful of glitter at someone and it works like whenever we see them fight yeah we, we see we see the roaring elbow from cohen like right into ray's face it's shocking yeah. and then uh, she, follows uh, it up she gets like then. a mortal combat hit on her too like ray goes flying well, now again, I don't know why she then decides to pick on Yuichiro again, but she's going to blast him again. I guess because just because Ray's right in front of him, Ray has to grab Yuichiro and jump out of the way, and this she doesn't successfully do it, so she gets hit with the fire right in the leg. They don't explicitly say that her leg is broken, but like it's pretty damaged. It's burned. Yeah, yeah, it's burned. It's burned. She can't stand on it later in the episode. Mm-hmm. So then Cohen is like, "Well, hang on, you." could have just gotten away fine if you just hadn't stopped to pick up the dumbass. Like, <laughs> the loser. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Ray's like, no, there's no way I would have done that. And then Cohen's like, oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. And Ray goes, you were the sales lady? <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, so she made yeah. the connection back to talking about her boyfriend, so. Yeah, but like she, like, like, Cohen wasn't in, like, Cohen just looks like Cohen. When Cohen was running Protection Aesthetics, she even had a giant jewel on her forehead. Like, there was no disguise. But it's, the sales lady I'm didn't very, have a giant jewel. So. I guess. I guess. That's why it was so confusing. I guess you're right. Cohen's like, he's not your boyfriend. So what's the big deal? Like, just let him die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if, unless you, like, like we learned last episode, you can't want someone to not die without being 100% in love with them. <laughs> but Ray's like, no, forget it. I'm, I can't even stand, but I'll do my best to stand in front of you. That's when Cohen goes off the deep end <laughs> and starts going, well, if that's what you guys think love is, you've got nothing compared to what me and Ruby's have. <laughs> what? You know, that 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 fake, dumb, crappy love where you would stop each other from getting killed that's some bullshit we have we have cologne crushing bottle love uh so then cohen gets another new power uh she gets her lady death strike nails oh yeah yeah for a second doesn't she yeah so she she says she's gonna go finish off rabbit so she goes over to chibiusa pops Which- some some you know snicks out her lady death strike nails and then what should stop her but a rose Thrown from high above the arch at Hikawa Shrine. Now, I, I, I will definitely say, when, when, when she goes, I'm going to go finish off Rabbit, my first thought was, what? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Chibi is supposed to be here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Chibi got knocked out when she got her face planted into the concrete that you clearly did not care about. <laughs> well, because it's been like 50 years since that happened. Like, Katsy stopped paying any attention to that at all. Mm-hmm. That is true. Tuxedo Mask is like, yeah, you need to listen to a loving heart. And then we get a reaction shot from Katsy where she's like, what are you talking about? I love like, that reaction. She looks like reaction. a Charlie Brown character. <laughs> she's just like, what? <laughs> Pretty great. Come, you sad lost soul. Listen to the sound of a loving heart. And then she just blinks twice and goes, what? <laughs> like, no one no one likes Mamoru. <laughs> he says, listen to a loving heart. And then he jumps down, picks up uh, picks up uh, Chibi and goes, farewell and leaves yep. like 
Listen to the sound of a loving heart. Like that's a setup for a speech, a speech that does not happen. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, but he, but on, on the other hand, he does sa- save the entire. Uh, like that was literally her entire mission, and he completely thwarts it in like one second. I mean, look, that's 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 Cohen for you. Uh, so Cohen is about to give chase, but then she gets burning mandolin from behind, and Ray's like, "Hey, don't fight him, fight me." And then Rubia shows up, and I don't know why Rubius like didn't just show up the whole time. Like, if he could show up now, why hasn't like why isn't he going after Tuxedo Mask? Also, yeah, is a good question because they've only been running away for four seconds. You could probably <laughs> still. See him. I mean, he's just he's just micromanaging her, right? He's just like, yeah. he's like, like, like shows up, he he shows up to cross his arms and go, Cohen, have you finished with Rabbit? And she's like, uh, no, she no, got she got away. And he's I like, well, see. you suck. <laughs> uh, you so, worked very hard for me for a long time. And I appreciate that, but we won't be seeing each other anymore. Like he fires her. He literally like fires her <laughs> in the middle of a battle with Sailor Mars. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally what happens. Um, the, the, again, I have to talk about the deke dub just for a second because it's, uh, it's great. He says, uh, he says he says that, that 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 he's done with her and stuff, and she says something like, "No, no, no, it's everything's fine, everything's fine. Like we're gonna we're gonna make it through this because we have like the power of love." And he's like, "Yes, love is powerful." And she's like, "Yes, that's right. See, we're in love. Everything is great. We're in love." And he goes, "I said love is a very powerful thing because it can be used to control simp's like you." <laughs> oh, brutal! Simps. What a burn! <laughs> oh. What a nimbus. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. She says, hey, Rubius, just fight fight with me then, and we can kill Sailor Mars. And uh, he says, I am very unlucky to have an incompetent subordinate like you. Which, again, like, we joked about the Dark Kingdom office, but, like, Rubius is treating her like an employee in a way that we have not seen before, and it's amazing. (laughs) It's super great. Uh, he also tells her that love does not exist for the Black Moon Clan, which really surprises her, which makes me feel like love does exist for the Black Moon Clan. Just Rubius, just Rubius is not into her. But also, like, he knows it. Come on. That's ridiculous. He knows that she's in love with him. That's why he that's why when he asks her to go on the mission, he is not like, go and go on the mission. He comes over and goes, hey, Cohen, uh, there's a. Rabbit's gonna be at the Hikawa Shrine. You know what I mean? Like he That's yeah. your that's your that's your Kunzai voice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, so after treating her like an employee, he then goes back to treating her like a supervillain. And he says, This is my first and last present to you. And I know we're like quoting the dialogue a lot, but the dialogue in this bit is particularly great. Uh and he gives her a bomb and you know, t- tells her to suicide bomb Sailor Mars. It's yep. the it's it's the Black Moon Severance package. <laughs> yeah, you you get like you've worked for me for a long time and I appreciate that, but uh here is a bomb. Please go suicide bomb the Sailor Scouts. Uh at this point my note was Ray, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is Ray just sitting and watching this? <laughs> Especially uh, when they're like, sitting there going, why don't you find a Sailor Scout and destroy that? And she should be like, oh, how about I'm going to fucking shoot fire at you, asshole? <laughs> so Sorry, 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 children. Sorry, children. Ray is, uh, Ray's leg hurts, Jordan. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, good thing. Good thing that not everyone's legs hurt. Yeah, because right then, uh, Venus, Jupiter, does, any, does anybody else show up or is there just those two? I think it's the no, whole all, all of them show up. Including, including Amy up? and uh, and Yusagi. Well, I guess Venus and Jupiter are the only ones who do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. kind of like, like p- propel each other's attacks. For some reason, uh, Mercury bubbles are not employed here. Even the devastating final oh. attack of Shine Aqua Illusion is not used here. Uh, instead, the Venus Love Me Chain knocks the time space bomb out of Cohen's hands, and sparkling wide pressure blows it up in the sky. Which, again, like, hey, maybe find a different way of disposing of this time space bomb that we've never seen before <laughs> than just blowing it up right above yeah. everyone. That's pretty risky. But it does work out. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's literally fine. Uh, so then, uh, what happens? Well, uh, oh, in the Deke dub, uh, they have a great line about uh, when they are talking to Cohen. Uh, they say, we're talking about you, fashion freak. Rude. They do, like... <laughs> But this is a really good scene because they're like, you know, they're like the the senshi are there for a fight. They're like, yeah, you know, hey, like, you know, this is it for you, Cohen. And Cohen's just kind of sitting there like depressed. She's like, yeah, you're right. This is it for me. Until. Uh, kill me, I guess. Whatevs. No, until she goes wild and she tries to oh, literally that's right. scratch all of their eyes out. Cool. She does. I, I forgot. <laughs> she does get uh, she does get super angry again. Also, her makeup is all messed up. So, yeah, she's just crying and trying to murder them with her bare hands. She's forgotten. I guess she doesn't have the firepower anymore because he said something about her. Well, Rubius tells power. her that she no longer has the power to to kill Sailor Mars. So I guess he, he takes that away from her. Yeah. So he's so she's just trying to physically kill them with her with her fingers and yeah so that's when she makes the mistake of trying to hit sailor jupiter right and makoto is about to muay thai knee her in the face yeah it's a fact (laughs) it is awesome like you like there's a wind up on this it is it is a real it is a real seth rollins john cena moment uh (laughs) coming makoto's coming around with the knee but ray jumps in front of it takes the knee in the ribs dies (laughs) She does not die. <laughs> Literally no way for Ray to have survived this hit. She has a uh, senshi healing factor. Yeah, she she takes she's taking a lot of hits for people today. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, she takes this takes this shot in the ribs uh and then Makoto's like, "Uh, why did you do that, dummy?" <laughs> and she just And then Ray says, Ray says, "Hey, it's it's all right." Everything's going to be okay. I know you literally tried to kill me and my boyfriend and my grandfather and my friend's future daughter. Like, you definitely, like, spiked her head off the sidewalk a few minutes ago. <laughs> but, hey, everything's going to be we're, – we're cool, right? We cool? We're cool. That's pretty much what she says. And then she turns to Sailor Moon and says, Sailor Moon, turn her into an ordinary woman. And – does. That's a thing she can do, right? Like, that's definitely a thing that we know you can do. Yeah. Right? What? what? Sailor Moon's like, well, I wish I could. And then Luna and Artemis are just like, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it a shot. Like, what? Why not? Why do we have to lose? <laughs> and so yeah. she does. She, she does this through a weird method. It's like her transformation. She holds up the, the crystal in transformation style, but instead says, uh, what does she say? Moon healing power or something like that? Or, no, she moon just moon crystal she power. talks to it. Please, silver crystal, moon crystal power, and aims it at Cohen, and she turns into a, a normal person. Um, well, she turns into a very nude person 
for a moment. That happens. Is she, uh, but is she, yeah, somehow she 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 is refreshed, like oh, yeah, the like the the rainbow crystal monsters. Yeah, it refreshes her. She does she does yell out refresh, which makes me wonder why doesn't she use the heat? Doesn't she already have a healing? I don't know. Who knows? I don't get it. Well, no, she doesn't because she no longer has the the moonstick. Right? Why not? Because it went inside of her. I don't know. Well, no, look, it was last season's thing. She doesn't have it anymore. My question is, and the thing that I wrote down is, what does it mean to turn, like, when they say, hey, just turn her into an ordinary person? Like, what exactly does that mean? Because I don't think it's really clear uh, until we started talking about it at the beginning of this episode. And I think you're right. Like, I think the the Spectre sisters are powered by dark energy yeah. in the same way that they want the crystal points to be powered by dark energy. So removing that, presumably takes away all of these extremely homicidal urges <laughs> that that Cohen has that have resulted in her bouncing a child's head on the sidewalk like a basketball. Yeah. So then we get to the very, very fast epilogue in which uh, Chad is uh, uh, wrapped uh, in bandages like Invisible Man style. <laughs> His body is fully covered in burns <laughs> and Ray is still making him clean the floors like a real like a real champ. She's on a crutch, though, so she can't. And then uh, Katzi shows up selling makeup. She's now a uh, a makeup salesman for real. Yep, she has a job. The she she got a real job. The end. <laughs> That's it. I feel like we learned a lot. We did. You're right. Uh, but Jordan, <laughs> do we have a Sailor Moon says for this episode? Sure. Katzi was one of the most relentless henchmen of the Negaverse. She was bad to the bone, and who would have thought she could change? But Ray saw the good in her that Katzi herself didn't realize was there. It's easy to write people off, call them mean or no good, or too nerdy, but people can and do change. Maybe even Melvin one day. Just remember, there's good and bad in all of us, and it's up to us to decide what we're going to be. Sailor Moon says... <laughs> I didn't realize that Cassie was bad to the bone. <laughs> and, and, and she just really wanted to throw Melvin under the bus there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just shit on Melvin for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like, kind of uncalled for, Serena. <laughs> I was like, oh, some people can be mean or nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sometimes people, like no one's no one's all mean or all good like me. I'm Sailor Moon. Also, fuck Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible dick. Let's all make fun of him. <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, that is legit though. He is pretty terrible. He does hide under the chairs in the lunchroom. So, what did we learn from this episode, Betty? We'll start with you. Um, I learned that if you want to sell cosmetics to door to door. Do not ask to see their children. Don't ask if there are little kids around after unsuccessfully talking about your cosmetics line <laughs> and or love. Are you interested in buying anything? No? Okay. Uh, in that case, do you have any children? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just very awkward. It's so weird. But I think it's so funny like that like that she th- that she probably thought it was such a sly transition. Oh, by the way, are there any kids around? I have I have some cosmetics for kids. <laughs> Jordan, what did you learn? I learned that the most important thing is that you believe in your in your true love, regardless of how cold they act to you. Regardless of how much they don't like you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they break up with you and say it's over between us no matter what. 
Uh, just keep believing. I learned, and th- this is actually something from the episode that I actually did like. It's a little moral lesson that we get from Sailor Mars. She says to Cohen at the end, if you feel like your life went wrong, fix it a little bit at a time. And I actually think that's like a really good, like, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Just fix fix it a little bit at a time. Work on what you can. I'll tell you, that's really great advice. Not at all what Katsy is doing. <laughs> no, Katsy fixes it all at once with the help of a magic crystal. Like, look, if you can fix your life with the help of a magic crystal, do that. Uh, yeah. Failing that, just work and, on, and like, spoiler, maybe go for a walk and do a push-up. And spoiler, you can't. You can't. It is not a thing. No, you can't. That is not a thing. A really, like, a really great episode. I, it's a little frustrating because I, I like the Yuichiro Ray romance, you know, more, like, well enough, I guess. But the fact that we have it teased out over so many episodes, like, that, that it's a, that it's a will-they-won't-they they thing for, like, two years <laughs> is a little, like, a little annoying. But other than that, I really like this episode. I love, uh, I love Katzi. I love seeing a, a different side of her and get, kind of getting into her motivation. I love that she doesn't go away. Uh, I love that she sticks around, that she just, you know... She's a major villain who isn't just going to go away at the end of the season. I think that's really cool. I mean, she is going to go away in terms of the story, <laughs> but, you know, she does get to, like, stick around after her villainous arc is completed. I, th- I think that's really nice. You know what? It's probably for the best that Ray is not willing to go all in romantically with the guy that lives at her house when she's 14. I mean, fair. That is fair. That's something I hadn't considered, but that is a fair assessment of the situation. <laughs> especially when, especially when it's it's Ray Mina. Like that is that uh, is the that is even more canonical than than Ami and Makoto. Uh, Betty, what do you think? A good one. Yeah, I love this episode because also I love like I I love when because I love the idea of Katzi being like, oh, I'm a normal girl now. I just sell makeup. <laughs> like that's great <laughs> like i like i like um I like the idea that she is working in some capacity to like cosmetics and makeup and like fashion would you like to buy some makeup <laughs> <laughs> i in the deke version does she ask for little kids in the in the in her voice <laughs> Uh, she doesn't ask if they have any kids. She is more subtle, actually, uh, because she well, because first of all, she knows rabbits coming at four o'clock, so she doesn't have to be as uh, as mysterious about it. But uh, also, she 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 says something like, "They're like, well, yeah, we don't have the money." And she's like, "Are you sure? I've got other things. If you want, I have uh, I have this. Uh, I have sunscreen for little children." And she's like, "No, no, no, thanks." So she doesn't specifically ask. Yeah. Hey, you got any little girls around? <laughs> Yeah, no, this episode's so cute. I love it, and I and and I, I I I do uh, like the will they won't they between Chad and Ray, but I yeah I don't know it's it's it is frustrating only because like sometimes it just feels like she doesn't even like him at all. <laughs> um, but I, she but just I think likes that he'll die for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is probably convincing every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But but I I don't know I, like they're just like a side romance like you know because it's not like she's destined to be with Ch- like Chad's not written in the story of their their mythos so it's not like she's destined to be with him or anything. It's not but a I, miracle romance. Yeah, but but I do I do like their little kind of shenanigans where you just kind of see them like shopping and he's holding all her stuff for her like that's cute. Uh, I think that's really funny. Thumbs up. Yeah. 
So Jordan, any more thoughts? <laughs> no, just, uh, I liked it too. I thought it was a blast. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a, a solid episode. Like we're going to get into some, I know I've been down on it, but we're going to get into some pretty good stuff before the end of our, like I, I was telling Jordan and Betty, I forgot about Esmeralda coming yeah. up. That's going to be fun. So sassy. Uh, I love her so much. She, yeah, she's after, uh, we're, we're getting pretty close now to the end of the original run. Uh, I think it, I think maybe it ended maybe two or three more episodes. The mm-hmm. original, like the original Deke run. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, stops very randomly in the middle of the season. Like it's, it stops, uh, I think the end of the episode, they sell her, their sailor teleport away. And that's the last I see it for, for many, many years. Wow. Yeah. Very random. Very random. So Close. I'll let but you know when we, we get there. We will have to cross that bridge when we come to it. For now, that does it for Sailor Moon Episode 70, Battle of the Flames of Love, Mars vs. Cohen. Uh, Betty, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this five-hour recording session, <laughs> six-hour recording session that we've been doing Close. today. Uh, it's it's taken us quite a while, but uh, thank you so much. You, you are one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite folks. Uh, before we let you go, can you please tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, um, you can find me at BettyFelon.com and on Twitter, Instagram, all that. I'm uh, at BettyFelon. I am on Twitter at CrackShot with a zero for an O. Our production gentleman, Mr. Jake Mason, is on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. And you can also find him on the podcast The Morphin Grid. And uh, I'm the ISB on Twitter and Tumblr, uh, if you're interested in those. Also... Uh, X-Men 92 is out in paperback form. That's volume zero and, uh, is coming out. I think right after this episode goes up, it'll be coming out on Wednesday, March 30th. Should be. Editors note the release of this episode was pushed back a week. So X-Men 92 number one is actually out right now and I've already read it and it's very good. So definitely go to your local comic book store and tell them you want that one. And uh, and maybe uh, maybe you can tell me on number two as well. Number three, add it to your pull list if you if you've got a pull list. Yeah. That would be that would be swell of you. Subscribe to it on Comicsology. Buy it in every form you can. That would be super awesome. Also, you can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business, and you can email the show sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. If you've got any listener questions, any fan theories, any cool stuff that you want us to hear about, any Sailor Moon stuff any fan art you've done for the show any any raise friend fictions that you have written <laughs> let us know about them uh sailor business podcast at gmail we will be back next week uh with an episode i did not write down the title of i know the deke title <laughs> oh don't tell me that because okay, that's that's uh that's something people apparently love to hear is me guessing that did you get that? Uh, we will be back for episode 71 for Friendship, Ami versus Berthier, as, as the Spectre sisters continue their one-on-one battles with the Scouts. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Nimbus.